The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 56 and 57. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man goeth about to devour me. He is daily fighting and troubling me. Mine enemies are daily at hand to swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O Thou Most Highest. Nevertheless, though I am sometime afraid, yet put I my trust in Thee. I will praise God because of His word, I have put my trust in God, and will not fear what flesh can do unto me. They daily must take my words. All that they imagine is to do me evil. They hold all together and keep themselves close, and mark my steps when they lay wait for my soul. Shall they escape for their wickedness? Thou, O God, in thy displeasure shall cast them down. Thou tellest my wanderings, but my tears unto thy bottle. Are not these things noted in thy book? Whensoever I call upon thee, then shall my enemies be put to flight. This I know, for God is on my side. In God's word will I rejoice, in the Lord's word will I comfort me. Yea, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Unto thee, O God, will I pay my vows, unto thee will I give thanks. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, and my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 57 Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. 
and under the shadow of thy wings shall be my refuge until this tyranny is be overpassed. I will call unto the Most High God, even unto the God that shall perform the cause which I have in hand. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproof of him that would eat me up. God shall send forth his mercy and truth. My soul is among lions. And I lie even among the children of men that are set on fire, whose teeth are spur, spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Set up thyself, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth. They have laid a net for my feet, and pressed down my soul. They have digged a pit before me, and are fallen into the midst of it themselves. My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory, awake, loop, and harp, and myself will awake right early. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing to thee among the nations. For the greatness of thy mercy reacheth unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. Set up thyself, O God, above the heavens and thy glory above all the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. At that time the Lord said to me, Hew for yourself two tablets of stone like the first, and come up to me on the mountain, and make yourself an ark of wood. And I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke, and you shall put them in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood, hewed two tablets of stone like the first, and went up the mountain, having the two tablets in my hand. And he wrote on the tablets according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord had spoken to you in the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them to me. Then I turned and came down from the mountain, and put the tablets in the ark which I had made, and there they are, just as the Lord commanded me. Now the children of Israel journeyed from the wells of Benejakan to Moserah, where Aaron died, and where he was buried, and Eleazar his son ministered as priest in his stead. From there they journeyed to Gudgoda, and from Gudgoda to Jotbatha, a land of rivers of water. At that time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord to minister to him, and to bless in his name to this day. Therefore Levi has no portion nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance, just as the Lord your God promised him. As at the first time, I stayed in the mountain forty days and forty nights. The Lord also heard me at that time, and the Lord chose not to destroy you. Then the Lord said to me, Arise, begin your journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, 
also the earth with all that is in it. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, you above all peoples, as it is this day. Therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart, and be stiff-necked no longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods, and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, nor takes a bribe. <clears throat> he administers justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Therefore love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast, and take oaths in his name. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt with seventy persons, and now the Lord your God has made you as the stars of heaven in multitude. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the twenty-seventh chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time they had a notable or notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. 
And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of thoughts about our lessons for tonight. Uh, we begin in the Psalms 56 and 57 are closely related in that they're both set in the life of King David, um, drawing from events in his life um, and speaking in the voice of King David. Um, it may even have been in, you know, composed in, some, in part by David himself, reflecting on two very harrowing experiences of his life. The first being when he was captured by the Philistines and imprisoned briefly in the city of Gath, where Goliath was from, whom he slayed. Uh, and during his uh, wilderness journey, fleeing uh, from Saul. And the second one is when he was active, when Saul had closed in on him and he was actively hiding from him in 57. And in both of these, we have 
um, the first initial line of the prayer, be merciful unto me, O God. Um, and this this idea of mercy, as we pray it in the liturgy and as we see it in the Psalms, the, this idea of Lord, have mercy upon me. Um, sometimes we, we immediately cast in a penitential and kind of culpable tone um, of I've done something wrong. Please don't punish me for the thing I've done wrong. And that's to limit and constrain the meaning of that of that phrase, have mercy in both Hebrew and Greek. Um, in both languages uh, in, uh, that, the, in that feed into the scriptural sense of it, there, there's a, a, a wider sense of have mercy that means um, come from where I cannot go and help me with the help that only you can provide. Um, that is the broader and stronger sense of that term. Um, that, of course, you know, implies divine forgiveness for sin, as we'll see in the first lesson. Um, but then there's also a wider sense of um, come from where I cannot go myself and bring a kind of aid that I could never provide for myself. Um, and there's an, in that a kind of entrusting and a kind of magnifying that takes place. To pray that prayer is both an act of worship and acknowledgement and a giving to God the honor that only he can receive. Um, and to set him in a place in our lives that only he can live within, um, that is proper and created for him. And so uh, when we see David praying in both of these places, we're in, he's in dire straits. And although he is a mighty man of valor, um, he, in these vulnerable um, points of his um, wilderness flight from Saul, is, is made to depend entirely on God, whose actions have become almost inscrutable given the nearness of mortal danger that he is facing. Um, and so it puts us in the perspective of when the anxieties of life um, surround us so closely that we can't see anything beyond them. And we have all but, all but sort of believed that this is the way that all things are. All things are now, have now become, my whole world has become and taken on the character of my anxieties. Um, and that's the posture out of which we pray that prayer, that I am entrusting myself to a person I cannot currently see whose ordering and power and ability to draw good out of this mess um, I cannot really discern. Um, and in that, um, that's where we begin to get the sense of what we mean when we pray that prayer, Lord, have mercy. Um, and so as we go into the Deuteronomy lesson, there's a there's a significant um, place for that as Moses recounts this early chapter in the in the Exodus narrative, especially after the giving of the law and the fall into idolatry that the people committed. Um, we'll recall that God was ready to go and lay waste to the entire people who were worshiping the golden calf, and Moses himself interceded for them on the mountain. And we have to remember that although as readers of that story we can look on it and say, "Wow." Uh, that was going on, you know, we, we can understand what was going on in both the base of the mountain and on the top of the mountain. Um, for the people of Israel, they, they didn't know that until Moses tells them that. Um, and if and only because he tells them that are they aware of it. Um, and so in reading that, we have to understand that, you know, although things, you know, they were, although, you know, a generation of the Israelites paid a, paid a terrible price for their consistent um, infidelity to the covenant, um, there was a moment when everybody was about to be destroyed and they didn't even know it. Um, and there was a merciful mediation taking place on the mountain. That is a prefiguring, of course, of what we see in the gospel lesson for tonight, 
um, which is what Jesus is doing, um, despite the fact that all the people gathered outside the governor's, uh, governor's hall don't understand what's happening there. What they think they're doing outside is very different from what Jesus knows himself to be doing on the inside of Pilate's hall of judgment. Um, and what he is confronting in the middle of all of this is a battle that um, that is beyond the, the, the local conflict that the, the high priest and the, and the Sanhedrin are perpetrating against him. Um, and so Jesus, similar to David, is in the, the hands of the Philistines. Um, and he is on the flight from his own people, his own, you know, his own sworn brothers. Uh, and as a result of this, you know, he is embodying that psalmist and really perfecting and fulfilling that place of that psalmist as he entrusts himself to the hands of his father, um, despite the fact that all the outward circumstances of that day are going to look a lot like defeat. Um, this is, in fact, um, the threshold of his great victory over the world, the flesh and the devil. And so as we occupy that space of prayer and we're called to it now, um, it presumes that there are things in life we cannot see beyond and that are so oppressive to us at times, and maybe even now as we pray tonight, that I just cannot see how a good world can exist beyond those things. Um, this calls us back to ask the question, you know, to it calls, gives us a way to pray in the middle of that um, and to say, Lord, have mercy. Come from where I cannot go myself and bring an aid I cannot provide for myself. And in doing that, we find that he does answer, um, sometimes in very surprising ways, because just as we can't see beyond that anxiety sometimes, so when the solution comes, it sometimes comes initially in a form we do not expect. Um, but uh, if we're willing to be even a little bit surprised by the answer to that prayer, then we'll begin to see how the Lord is actually answering that prayer pretty often. Um, and so that's a thought for us to carry with us tonight. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Good to be with you. And thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders tonight. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.